This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to an episode about breathing. And uh, uh, many of you have enjoyed the guests we've had on in the past about breathing. Uh, Patrick McEwen, Brian McKenzie, uh, just to name a few, probably some other ones in there as well that I'm forgetting. Eugene Tio talked about breathing and stuff as well before. Yeah, we've talked on it a few times. We have, we have. We want to condense it today into uh, basically an episode which is relating to how you can use it to improve your fitness. Yeah, improve, I think probably a bit less performance. science than what they've done and more just like practicality, like how can you use it? Yes. Yeah, yeah like how can you program it, how can yeah. you integrate it, all that sort of stuff. Uh, before we dive into all the the juiciness of this episode, uh, we are sponsored by Blue Blocks. Now that we've talked about it, we're doing you know eight-hour days in an office without sunlight, which is very common for a lot of people listening. You have to protect your eyes because your eyes are regulating your circadian rhythm. So it's not just the quality and the strength of like you, you know your retinas and keeping your eyes healthy. It's also trying to make sure that you step out of the office and your body doesn't think it's you know the middle of day when it's the nighttime mm. or, or vice versa or whatever. So make sure you're managing how much blue light you're taking in with the daytime blue light blockers that protects you from the screens. You guys can pick those up at blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. Our code is MMP and that is going to get you 15% off. Now, really, really good news. You've always heard us if you're an international listener, international listener especially those of you in the US, talk about True Protein can now get the best supplements in the world in America. So if you're listening to this, you're in the United States. They've had a bad year in the States. I feel like this is like... <laughs> this is... This is a... This no, is, it hasn't, you know, hasn't made up for everything. No, no. 100,000 no. cases a day, but it's, it's done a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to uh, order the best supplements on planet Earth and you live in the States, you now can. Uh, true, is it trueprotein.com or .com.au still? No, I think it's regular website. Yeah, .com.au. Okay. Probably their first .e website in yeah. the States. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're just shipped to the States now. Yeah, awesome. So pick up any of those. Obviously, our favorite products, the ZMA, lemon lime is my favorite, or the pineapple, uh, and then the whey protein. Start with rich chocolate. It's a safe bet. And then you can venture out into the more exciting ones, cookies and cream, peanut butter. They're incredible flavors. So check it out, trueprotein.com.au. The code is MindMuscle10. MindMuscle10, one word, and that'll get you the 10% discount uh, that you need. Awesome. All right. So, here's how we're going to break down this episode. So, first of all, we're going to talk about breathing prep. So, this is stuff that you would do for breath work going into a workout. Mm. And believe it or not, makes a dramatic difference in how you perform in the workout. So, don't feel like this is something you can just skip over. It's absolutely necessary. Uh, then we'll talk about some tests that you can do to kind of see where you're at uh, in terms of the, the level of, of your, your breathing and your breathing efficiency. Um, then we're going to talk about intra-workout breathing strategies that you can use. Uh, and then we're going to just talk about, just to kind of ra- round things out nicely, um, how you can sort of breathe better in your everyday, which will eventually obviously contribute towards better breathing in workouts and increased fitness. Yeah, and I, I would say in terms of importance, I think most people naturally think like, oh, like breathing in the workout is the most important thing I need to improve on because they're like, you know, I'm out of breath. Like it really seems like a big issue in the workout. But for most people, that's probably the least important one for them. You know, it's only all the issues surrounding that, like their breath prep work going into it and how they're breathing day to day. Like that is a big area of focus, even though, yeah, maybe you notice that you're struggling in the session. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like if you, you know, you get sore feet when you run or your calves really hurt when you run, you think, okay, I got to 
improve my running technique or build my yeah. stride up or feet. It's like, well, you could also wear barefoot shoes mm. every other hour of the day to strengthen yeah. your feet so that when you go and start to run, your feet are a lot stronger. Yeah. Uh, so same logic applies there. All right, so let's talk about, um, I want to talk about the Bolt score. This is actually mm. like a really good indicator that anyone that listening to this can do right now to improve or, or sorry, not improve, but to get a, a reading on where they're at in terms of their breath and their their body's is it the ability to recycle oxygen and kind of move carbon dioxide around? Yeah, well, it's, it's really you're, you're dealing with uh, carbon dioxide. Yeah. So it's, it's that like tolerance. Carbon dioxide, CO2 tolerance. Yeah, it's exactly, CO2 tolerance. Because that is, you know, the biggest issue often in a workout is getting rid of the CO2. Yes. Not that you like need more oxygen. Right? Yeah. It's getting the CO2 out of your body, which is like not intuitive, but once you dig into the science, it, it makes sense. And Pat McCann has talked about it on the show. So easiest way to do this. The way we've done it at the seminars bolt test. in person, yeah, the bolt test, is you just don't do it when you're training. So it needs to be like separate from your training. Even like, I wouldn't even do it straight after training. It needs to be like totally separate so you're not out of breath yeah. at all. Yeah. And you're just taking a regular breath, taking a full regular exhale, and then you pinch your nose. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, or just hold your breath. Yeah, and just yeah. start a timer. You don't, uh, don't push it until you're like falling over, passing out. It's not like an extreme test. It's meant to be until it's like, I think like a... You know, seven, eight out of ten desire to breathe. Yeah, now, I really want to breathe. Yeah, open up, and you should be able to very quickly go straight to regular breathing. So if you finish this test, you're like, <gasps> you're like you know, going crazy, hyperventilating, like you pushed it too far. Okay. You should be able to go straight back into a regular breath through the nose and continue on. But it, but it was challenging. And yeah, if you're healthy and you have good tolerance, it should be around forty seconds. Yeah, okay. and I've seen people get like eight seconds on this, mm. and, and and they're actually quite fit. Interesting. Yeah, because they're just you know they're fit for other reasons. They're they're fit despite this. You know, right. because they've got really good muscle endurance and they're mm. mobile and they're whatever, right? But they, they haven't. They actually suck at this test. Uh, and elite is like well over a minute. Mm. Yeah, and Pat has a similar one, which is like a walking test, I think, as well. So it's like same thing: breath in, breath out, hold the nose, and then as many steps as yeah, you can. I sucked at that one. Yeah, I can't remember how many steps it was. Man, th- it was a lot of steps. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, I want to say like 60, 70 yeah, steps. I, I was, was like elite. I was, I was not. I think I got like 15, 20 steps, yeah. yeah. Um, so these are these are really good tests, really good indicators to see how much, um, how how good your body is at recycling carbon dioxide, which ultimately correlates very tightly to how fit you yeah. are as well. Um, so uh, once you've done your bolt score test, uh, this will give you a good indicator of, yeah, obviously where you're at. Um, now, likely if you scored extremely well on the bolt score test, you probably already are doing some, have some really good breathing mechanics and patterns. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's very unlikely that you've done it unconsciously. You've probably like trained it. You know, your coaches have been like, all right, guys, you know, in this first part, we're going to breathe like this and then we're going to breathe like that. And you've probably done some breathing drills and stuff like that in the past. Um, or you just got super, super lucky and very fortunate that you just picked up this stuff along the way. And intuitively, you chose to breathe certain ways and use certain mechanics to be really efficient. But very likely, most of us that have just completed this test, you realize, okay, I've got some work to do. Where does the work begin? The work begins in breathing prep for a workout. So my favorite ones to increase CO2 tolerance uh, prior to a workout is the walking test. Um, and the best way to do it is, uh, it's, uh, we got this from Patrick McEwen. I don't know what the exact name of this exercise is, but how you, how you do it is, so you, same thing, you, you're standing, uh, you breathe in, breathe out, pinch your nose, and then you walk to, yeah, basically air hunger up to a 7 or 8 out of 10. You probably start a bit lower, maybe like a 6, mm. 5 or a 6, um, just to kind of build it up. Now, you can do this as a walk. You can also do this on the air bike. Yep. Uh, you can't do it on the roller and the ski because obviously you need your hands to do it, but you could do it on the bike. Um, so, uh, you do that. 
you get a little bit of you know a little bit of a burn, a little bit of a desire to breathe, and then you release. You let your breathing come back to normal, and you do this for five to fifteen sets, depending mm-hmm. on how hard you want to push it and how much you want to increase your CO two tolerance. So, for something where I know I'm just going to do uh, maybe a light jog or maybe a bit more of a recovery workout, I might just do five sets, mm-hmm. and I uh, might only push it to a six out of ten. But if I know I've got a really hectic workout coming up and it's going to burn and there's going to be a lot of CO2 and heavy breathing in my body, I'll do 10 or 12 sets and I'll like really push that that walk basically and, and, and the bike basically to the point that my legs and my lungs are burning. And that like warms up the system, it warms up the lungs, it opens up all the different, you know, uh, oxygen and CO2 transport um, kind of, I guess areas of the body that, that need to be opened up and, and primed and ready to go before you go and hit this really hard workout. And I tell you what, it makes such a big difference. The first time that you hit that point in a workout where your body is burning, your lungs are breathing really hard, it prolongs that point way, way down into the workout. So if you hit it at like two and a half minutes, if you do this prep properly, you might, go, you might get it at like six or seven minutes, which is tons of time in say like a 15-minute workout. Yeah, it totally gets rid of that you know that initial first bit of pain, then you get like a second win yeah. in every workout, right? Maybe it's a 20-minute workout, there's an initial like three minutes like, oh my God, I'm never going to make it. Yeah. And then you get like, okay, now... Your body like, settles in. Yeah, settles yeah. in and at 13 minutes, you, you feel similar again. I feel like it almost removes that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I and agree. you feel it at, yeah. at 13 minutes. It's almost like that first ledge you jump off where you're like, oh my God, I'm in the workout yeah. now, my body's hurting. And, and what I would say with this is like, some is better than nothing. So like, if you're like about to start, even just doing like two sets... Right, yeah. which takes you like no time, right? Like maybe a minute or two, you know, just getting ready for the workout. I still feel like that has benefit, right? Yeah. Even not doing the whole thing. And and Pat says as well, it's not only preparing you for the session, but it still is also just long-term training your breathing as well. So it's another opportunity because, you know, he wanted us to train our breathing, you know, maybe four times a week. And the only realistic way to do that is to incorporate it in your warm-ups. Yeah. Right, if you're doing it, it's, it's an easy way to do it. My favorite way is, is pretty similar to that. You know, we've done this in, in classes as well with clients. It's just... Yeah, 30 second moderate pace on a bike, exhale, get off, pinch your nose, see how many steps you can take. Yeah. Right? Get your breath back, start again. Yeah. You know, and just hit as many sets as that as you feel necessary. Some days do more, some days do less. Uh, and I would also really recommend it if you ever have like a, a bit of a block nose going into a session. Yeah. Because this, you know, this is the protocol for getting rid of a block nose as well. So if you yep. ever go into a session, you can just rinse and repeat this literally until your nose is clear. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I'll add on to that, which um, I do like as well, is you can do a variation of it. So when you go to breathe again, so when you go to return to regular breathing after you've done this, so you're like holding your nose and then you obviously release and you're you're breathing through your nose to come back to normal, is you release, but you only release one side. So you're trying to, but obviously the intensity is not as high, but you're trying to just do air through the left, just do air through the right. Um, or you could really just do some warm-up where you just do nose breathing only in the warm-up. Maybe it's a five-minute cycle on a bike and then every minute you're kind of alternating which nostril you're breathing out of. So you're making sure both nostrils are clear because sometimes your right side could be completely blocked yeah. and you could be only breathing through your left side uh, or vice versa. So it's good to make sure both are fully functioning before you get into a workout. Airway is nice and open. That makes a big difference. Um, cool. Okay, so... Now we're talking about breathing as a pacing mechanism in a workout. Now this one, I think that um, is actually uh, that the the detail of it is is better with the stuff that like Brian McKenzie brings out. Um, so some of the stuff that he uh, talks about, and actually Sam, one of our coaches, has been using, is they talk about they have four gears when it comes to breathing. Actually, I think there's six, but Sam's like, look, basically it's four. Um, <laughs> In, in practicality. Yeah. So the four gears... Sounds like for you guys, it's 
I got my sixth gear. <laughs> I got seven. I got the NOS. Um, so if you want to think about uh, using these four gears, because sometimes it's hard to know exactly how to pace a workout, especially if you're doing something monostructural like some ski or running, skipping, um, rowing. How am I going to pace this thing correctly? How can I force myself to pace without just kind of blowing all the gaskets at once? Well, breathing is a great way to do that. And, and that's what I tell some people. I'm like, hey, if you're a person that just goes hot out the gates, I'm like, I want you to adopt this breathing style. And no matter how hard you try and go hot out the gates, you will be limited by the breathing. So first gear, if you want to keep it kind of recovery level uh, and kind of the, the minimum of your aerobic kind of threshold is nose breathing only. So it's nose breathing in and nose breathing out. If you go for a run, nose breathing in and out, there's only so fast you can run before you have to breathe through your mouth, right? So that w- that is a great way to kind of limit intensity. If you were to, if you wanted to limit it as m- as much as possible, and you know you're the kind of person that, that tries to push too hard, it's like watching fighters, right? When they fight in the first round, most of them fight and their mouth is not open, right? Because they're still kind of in that warm up first gear. They don't want to empty the gas tank too early. And, and there's there's some advantage to fighting, right? Because you don't want to fight with a loose Jaw. Yeah, yeah. You also don't yeah. Want, yeah. You also want to like stay tight with your mouth yeah. guard as well. But you still notice them. They all they're all nose breathing through yeah. that kind of. But by first the end, they the can't fight. even maintain it. Right? It's like it's too tight. Way too hard. But a good sign of fitness is that they're still nose breathing at the end, right? Like the, some of the elite elite guys in terms of endurance. Um, that's just one context of it. So your next gear after that is in through the nose, out through the mouth. Power breathing. Yeah, it's just like one more, and it should feel natural. Yeah, because you know, I've done intervals where like it's prescribed. Yeah, so like nose only, and then it's like okay, nose to the mouth, and then you know the next level we'll talk about after that, and then going back down again. Yeah, it should just be like a natural progression. It feels good. Okay, cool. I got a bit more, a bit more energy. I yeah. guess at this level. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the next gear after that would be in through the mouth, out through the nose. Yeah, so you're taking. Big breaths because you can ex- you can inhale a lot of air really quickly through yeah. your mouth and then you can force the air out really quickly through your nose, right? But whereas like, it's like when you sneeze or you blow your nose, your nose is like really efficient at getting a lot of yeah. air out very quickly, but like trying to breathe in yeah, a lot of air, it's, it's, it's not as efficient. So that that's your third gear where you're breathing in through the mouth, out through the nose. But it's kind of like, they call them like power breaths because at this point, you're pushing quite hard. So you need to forcefully drive the air out. It's not kind of as smooth as just nose in and nose out breathing. And obviously the final gear, but this is the gear that most people start at and this is not the gear you want to start on. But that's the main problem with this. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Most people jump to the fourth gear when they really should be in first, second yeah. or third is in through, the, in through the mouth and out through the mouth, right? Yeah. All mouth breathing. Which yeah. is just kind of, it's not, la- it's kind of lazy, but just the easiest one. It's the easiest, yeah. Yeah, you're just like, oh, that's cool. I'm just going to breathe through every orifice in my body, right? Yeah. Just whatever <laughs> fucking goes here and kick this off. And I mean, if you think about it, right, if you're like training for running, because I've had running experts on as well, you meant to do, you know, our last expert on was like 80% of your running at a, really 80% of your running at a pace, you can pretty much just do nose breathing. Yes. Yeah. Maybe level two on an incline. And that's it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would be like most of your week. Level one breathing, yeah. maybe some level two. Yeah. So that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was the next thing I was going to talk about is like it's not four gears as in 25% of my capacity, 25 to 50% of my capacity. It's like 80 to 85% of your capacity in first gear, the next five to 10% of your capacity in the second gear, mm. then the next two, three percent. And then the final gear is like the last 5% of your capacity. So it's all kind of done at the top. So that first gear gets you, like you said, 80, 85% of the intensity of your workouts. So you don't really need the other gears unless you're really, really hammering. And I remember uh, way back in the day, we used to have a professional or an ex-professional junior world champion triathlete as one of our staff. 
And that's when we started bringing a lot of the nose breathing into the programming for Creature Fitness. And so she was observing and because she's used a lot of this nose breathing stuff before and she watched me and she goes, you're getting pretty much the maximum out of your intensity through your nose. She goes, you're very efficient Mm. with your nose breathing. She goes, watch everyone else. She goes, they can't push themselves that hard because they're so limited. She's like, but... You and I, I, I knew that because I was running these four hundreds, doing these burpees, and I was going pretty hard. Yeah, and I could still keep my mouth closed. She goes, "You're right at the limit." Mm. She goes, "You've maxed out the efficiency set." She goes, "But everyone else is pretty much consciously slowing themselves down." She's like, "But you're pretty much operating at like eighty-five percent." And she's like, "That's kind of where most people should be able to get to. They should be able to get yeah. to eighty-five percent of their output just breathing in and out of their nose." Yeah, I mean that's that's what I found as well. It's like if you know if your best score is. 100 calories on the air bike in whatever five minutes you do this yeah you get 85 calories yeah just nose breathing right and then what you'll often find is at very start we've had people do it and we'll say okay you're gonna do like you know this many calories in the rower and then this many burpees don't go any higher if you have to stop breathing through your nose like you need to start breathing through your mouth just like as a limiter and for a lot of people it was like not many burpees yeah you know it's like it was like five burpees in the minute yeah and, and they couldn't really go any harder maintaining you'll find that different movements are more challenging like for me, I can like really push myself on the bike, nose only, but then running because I'm less efficient. I feel like I need to use my mouth much earlier. Like the, the, the craving to use my mouth is much higher. So, you, so you'll see which movements and modalities you're stronger at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be different for everyone mm. as well. Different for everyone for sure. Um, so uh, that's obviously breathing in a workout and using it as pacing. You've done the prep work before it. Now the best thing, or the, the the last thing you can kind of do here is to make sure that you're breathing correctly in your everyday, making sure that when it does come to breathing efficiently, um, that you're practicing it unconsciously majority of the day. And really, that is you're only using your mouth for talking and for eating. You should be breathing through your nose 100% of the time, every single day. And so the only way to kind of know that consciously is stage one of changing anything is to bring awareness to it. And so if you haven't ever brought awareness to it, use this moment now as you're listening to this to check in with yourself at multiple times during the day, which is easy, right? Just remembering at random times. Yeah. A good one you can even do is like just set an alarm on your phone. Yeah. As soon as the alarm goes off, is my mouth open or closed? Yeah. Or maybe ask people that you know, ask your partner, ask your friends, be like, hey, do I like leave my mouth open and breathe all the time? Mm. Um, you just start a podcast and put the mics up really close and Find if out. you've got heavy breathing, yeah. then, then you know for sure. Uh, but then another way, of course, that, which is really important for your health is uh, how you sleep at night, right? How you sleep at, at, at bedtime because that's going to dictate uh, hugely how well um, the qual- or how good the quality of your sleep is, you know, how restful is it? Sleep apnea, one of the first, you know, the most common things with sleep apnea is open mouth, mm. right? So, um, that's the, the, obviously the easiest way to check that and prevent that is to use the mouth tape. We've talked about that before, but you can get some really soft surgical tape from like 3M or whatever. It's just a little bit of a strip just goes across your mouth. It's not like you're duct taping, you're getting kidnapped, mm-hmm. just a tiny piece. Um, and it just keeps your mouth shut during the night, allows you to nose breathe. And I've told the story multiple times on the show before, but my dad had been a chronic lifetime snorer. Uh, he tried the snoring machines. He tried the breathing machines. They like monitored him. They t- tried all this different stuff, even considered surgery. But when he put the strip on his mouth, my mom texted me the next day. She's like, it's a fucking miracle. I was like, there you go. That is Piece a, of tape. That is a disgrace. <laughs> to that industry. Yes, yeah, it's a disgrace. Industry. Yeah, it's honestly a disgrace. I mean, look, there are obviously situations where you need the machines and stuff, but the I think it's probably overprescribed. There might not be 
there's probably no in between step. It's like, oh, you're snoring, we can't figure it out. Here's this fucking yeah. crazy machine and with a nose plug and a, and a face mask and whatever. So, um, yeah, the mouth tape, it's going to improve your sleep and then bring your awareness to it in the day. You want to be nose breathing the majority of your time. And what's interesting is the last thing I'll add is the pattern of your breathing, which you need to pay attention to, is when you breathe in through your nose, your belly should expand. Okay, so your belly, your stomach should push into your t shirt. So if you take a breath in through your nose, and the first thing that happens is your stomach goes in and your chest lifts, the, the, the pattern of your breathing is incorrect. You're not using your diaphragm correctly. So what happens is you take a breath in through the nose, your diaphragm pushes down, okay? That allows more space in your lungs to open up. As a result of your diaphragm pushing down because it's on your stomach, it's going to push your stomach out. That is the action that it should have. But for lots of different reasons, we've uh, fucked up the pattern of our breathing, stress and issues as a kid and... Posture. And, yeah, po- loads of things, right? And... As a result, the breathing pattern's the wrong way around. You take a breath in, your chest rises, your shoulders lift, and your stomach goes in. That's incorrect. You need to retrain that. So again, in through the nose, stomach needs to move out. Diaphragm presses down, stomach moves out. As you breathe out, stomach moves back in. And it's obviously a very, very subtle action, but just by consciously forcing it now, you will know your default pattern. And a lot of people's default pattern is take a breath in with your nose, and straight away, I see that their shoulders lift up and their stomach go in. I go, okay, you need to retrain that. And it causes a lot of issues. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to breathe in workouts. It's hard to relieve stress. Uh, it's hard to calm down. Loads of different issues. And before everyone asks us, the tape is micropore tape. Yes. No codes because it's $3. So you hopefully you need one. Ten uh, percent off three dollars. Micropore, micropore paper tape or surgical tape is the one you want. Yeah. There you go. Now, uh, I will say to finish up here, guys, if you actually want to, you know, put breathing in a workout correctly, if you want like periodized progressions um, in a program, that is what we built into Project Fitness. Now, it's very complicated. A lot of research goes into it, a lot of time, a lot of effort, um, a lot of intervals. And uh, we put in Project Fitness and that's been some of the best feedback that we've gotten so far from the people using it. They said, wow, the nose breathing protocols on Project Fitness has dramatically increased how um, I breathe and improve my endurance uh, and really just improve the way that they, they're thinking about their pacing and, and all that sort of stuff in workout. So if you've never done that before or you've done it and you don't really know how to program it long-term, you know, we do eight-week program Project Fitness. You can obviously be a subscriber, but start with the eight-week program uh, and check it out, themindmuscleproject.com slash fitness. So Project Fitness has nose breathing protocols built into it. Um, you'll absolutely love it if you haven't done it before and this stuff interests you. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode today. We appreciate it as always. Go check out some of the sponsors that we mentioned at the start and I will speak to you guys next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the Mind Muscle Project. Uh, we release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, The My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to themymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask a question, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week. 